ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Get Rolling Show. I am your co-host, as always, Phil Blevins, and I'm joined by Ian Azaretti. And today we have a very special guest. Today's guest is a talented and driven young actor who has had great success in his early career. In the past few years, not only has he graduated with a bachelor's degree from AMDA, one of the most well-known acting schools out there, he has had great success on the big screen, starring in the feature film Study Abroad and the feature film Juvenile Delinquents. He's also had some great opportunities on the stage, like when he starred in Martin's Truth, his off-Broadway debut. More recently, he joined the cast for a national tour for children's theater, where he traveled and performed to schools all over the country. In the past couple months, he has been making some hilarious YouTube videos that you guys need to go and watch after this episode. Today's guest is a castmate and good friend of mine. Please welcome Xavier Michael. All right, Zave, my good friend, man. Welcome to the show. How you doing today, bro? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. We're doing fantastic, especially now that you're here. Our, our day just went from like here to there immediately. We did. Right off the we bat. We did. Yeah. <laughs> glad, the, glad. I feel the love. <laughs> before the call, we've been we've been cracking up at your YouTube videos, man. We we are just cracking up, and and you're on TikTok as well. How how's that yeah. been during quarantine? You've been making those pretty often. You've been trying to like stick to like a routine at all. Like, t- talk to me about that, Zave. I was in the beginning, and then I was like, you know. I think I'm going to try to do YouTube more consistently. It might be easier for me. Those rich kids, I don't know if I can compete. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been, just, I've been having a lot of fun just being creative during this time, you know? Yeah, I actually love, I, I mean, I think it's, it, it's not even, I was cracking up. I was cracking up at both of because you, you had two channels and we were just talking about this before the show that you're kind of transitioning into something else so you used to do from what i could surmise to you know on your older channel you did kind of like skits um and and, and various videos i was I, don't worry i was looking um whereas with this one it seems to be more of like a reaction based if you know if i'm correct correct me if i'm wrong you no, know that's on anything. absolutely right yeah yeah that's and it seems you've been right. transitioning what makes you attracted to the reaction style i think it's very topical and i think with the reaction, it's things, it's things that people are searching for because there are these events or, you know, whatever the drama is going on. So I feel that it's a good way to kind of get views in a sense. And I think if I can build off of that, I can also do other creative things as well. Yeah. So that's absolutely. my basic strategy. Sure, sure. Yeah, you have a lot of funny videos up here. And I also yeah. want to say that I appreciate your your appreciation for Dominic Fike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a really good artist. Yeah, man. And I was watching the video. I was watching your reaction to whatever, whatever. And you had me cracking up on that one. My my one buddy that I live with is like super on Dominic Fike. So I was like, oh, that's awesome that you know what I mean, that you're on there. But you have some good ones like Karen's Attack and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's good. It's it's funny stuff. It's quality. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, no problem, dude. Phil, you have like a long litany of achievements that uh, Xavier has fulfilled. And yeah, um, I want to get into them, obviously. So st- what do you got? What's our first uh, question yeah. here for? Not sure exactly where to start, but I want to I wanna hear more about, I know that we did Juvenile Delinquents together, and that was my first movie, full feature, I guess. And I want to not only hear about like your kind of story leading into that like when you were getting cast and like everything i want i'm curious to hear your 
your side of that. But I, I want to first start with kind of how did you get started with acting and like how did you grow up and kind of like form into the actor that you went today and choose to go to school? And I just want to hear the story first. Like, Give us the gist. Sure, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the short version. Uh, basically, I was always been a quiet kid. And I realized early on that even though I am quiet, just naturally, I had kind of antics about me that seemed to entertain people. So I was like, hmm, okay, maybe there's, maybe there's something here. And I always liked movies, especially action movies. I'd watch like Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise save the world every summer. Yes. So I was like, I want to do that. I, wanna, I think I want to do that. So I was in elementary school. It was summer camp and we were at the YMCA. And we did this Peter Pan play, and I was Peter Pan, and uh, I never looked back. In elementary school, I tried to do the plays. In middle school, same thing, improv, whatever I could, as well as high school. And then after high school was finishing up, I was like, okay, I need to, what's my next step? And I got an email from the school called AMDA, and the video was so flashy, and it was like, Jason Derulo was like, I got my base here. I was like, what? I want to get my base somewhere. So I uh, applied, I auditioned, I got in, and I went to the New York campus, the conservatory, just rigorous acting 24-7, and then I transferred to the LA campus to get my degree, my bachelor's degree. And then I came back to the East Coast and was like, okay, so it's time, it's go time, we got to do this. So of course, I got my casting sites, my backstage, my uh, casting networks, my actors access, everything together, and I just started hitting the ground running. That's where I got my my start. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. And and how was it at coming making that transition from school? I know we spoke to Sylvia. She was talking about her experience going to a conservatory and how you just are acting all the time, and then you get out and you're just like, all right, now I've got to really kind of fight and find opportunities to continue acting. Yeah, I, that's so true because you know you kind of it's all you do and it's all it's your biggest responsibility once you're in school but when you're out you know you have others but to me I really made it my priority as much as I could I I just sought it out completely with my whole heart I did NYU stuff I did hand modeling stuff I did whatever I could to try to act then I did I had my job but also I would, you know, make it really my priority. So it felt like, in a sense, even though I was, you know, in the world now, I never really stopped, stopped acting in a sense. Loves it. Was, it. I was very fortunate. That's so heartfelt. Wholesome. Not to cry over. <laughs> no, I, honestly, all jokes aside, though, it is, it is pretty inspiring. What's it like to work with Phil? Is he just the worst, or? Oh, he is oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> So unprofessional. I just can't do it. No, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's literally so dedicated. He would be on set even when he didn't have to be, you know, just learning and absorbing. I just think his work ethic is so admirable. That's awesome. So I'm assuming Juvenile Delinquents was a good time? It was a great time. It was such an adventure. We went to all these different places in the city that I'd never been to. We were on the beach. We were doing just, it was my first movie as well. So that was quite the experience to be on a set and to work with the director and the DP and the crew and just really experience that process. Yeah, that's really cool. I also would be remiss if I did not mention that you are into parkour. 
please tell us a little bit about that because I yes, love, I love that shit. Like seriously, I really do. And like when we were when I was a young kid with my friends and stuff, when we get bored, not that we were parkour experts in any way, shape, or form, but we would just go around like climb buildings and like jump off stuff and like you know what I mean? Like that was just the biggest rush to us. So I always appreciate it when someone is able first of all able to do that stuff. It's like incredible. Um, but it definitely gives me a bit of a nostalgia feeling and uh and wishfulness for it that i could do it <laughs> so please tell us what that's yeah, like absolutely same um when i was like a, a teeny bopper like you just go to the park and like there were mountains and structures and different things you could just climb on and stuff and when i moved to new york there was this place called the movement creative this company and i had an audition uh, that i had to be physical for and i was like what am i what am i going to do so i was like okay let me try parkour and that was really like the start of that. So it's it's a really good time. It's really fun. Yeah. Do you have any specific spots or, or specific maybe memories of times that you went to a specific place that really stuck with you? I think uh, there was this one time we were in, I can't remember which park it was, but it was just pouring down rain, pouring down rain. And it was really thrilling because it just felt extra dangerous, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> Dude, there's something to be said about that, seriously. Like, I don't know. You just picture yourself as, like, some action superhero or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, some of the best memories I ever had as a child was when it was absolutely downpouring out. And so I could relate to that when we'd be, like, climbing some random building or whatever. And it's like you feel like you're on top of the world. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, Zayd did stunts in, in juvenile delinquents. I, I can't oh, really? give away what his, his what happened, what he did, but, like, he... <laughs> He had a little, <laughs> he had a couple moments. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's actually awesome. Phil, what, uh, hit us with something else. What other questions do we have in Xavier here? Yeah, yeah. Um, after Juvenile Delinquents, you went and did uh, the Study Abroad film, which is another, your second feature film. Talk about that experience and, and how that was deferred from your, your first experience on set, um, on your first set of a feature film, that is. And talk about that a little bit in the process of how you got that role and how that came into the works. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I um, uh, my representation sent me the uh, the email uh, to do mm. this study abroad role, uh, and it was this bank robber basically who has this heart of gold, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do this. I and when I read it, I thought I immediately understood it. I just understood this character and how he feels and how he works. So I went into the audition and I thought. I think this character needs uh, a leather jacket, but I didn't have a leather jacket. So I had, the audition was around Union Square. So I um, bought this like $400 leather jacket just for the audition, uh, kept the tag on and went into the audition and uh, they seemed to like what I was doing. And I got called back a few months later. I totally forgot about it. And then they're concerned about my age. I looked a little young. So I had to show them some pics on my gram with me having a beard. <laughs> and then they gave me the job. It was really cool because this production was international. So, you know, the whole, the crew, the director, like the director didn't even speak English. So we had another, like the AD translating for us when he was giving his direction. And it was just a really great time because this movie in particular was a comedy. My la the last one we did with Phil was just this drama most of the time. We were dealing with all these serious situations but this one it was just really fun and light and we just had a good time that's awesome. a really good time yeah that's that I, that's something that 
you know, a lot of people can't say that they've ever been able to experience in any way, shape or form, you know? So the fact that you've been able to do that is, is a blessing in more ways than one. I feel, you know, is there anything that you picked up from that? That was just, I mean, obviously, you know, the director didn't even speak English, but like, was there any stylistic choices or things like that, or, 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 you know, cultural things that were, you know, maybe took you by surprise when doing a film like this as compared to doing something here in the West? Um, I wouldn't say there are things that took me by surprise exactly. I would say I just had to go about things differently. I had to, to really focus in a different way mm. because, you know, if, if there's somewhat of a language barrier, then you need to be especially on it and especially open to what the direction is. So it was just a, a really different way to do it and an interesting one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You've also been, what was it? Uh, Martin's truth. You said was another, your, uh, your first off Broadway experience. Yes, absolutely. Right? Got to plug Martin's truth. Yeah. Yes. When I first came to um, New York, right. I was like, I, you know, I didn't know, I still in the sense don't know what I'm doing, but I really didn't know what I'm doing back then. So I basically on casting networks, I got this featured extra job on the Oprah Winfrey network for some documentary. And I was playing a young kid and some of those kids were actual teenagers. So one of them, their mom, we kind of hit it off really well. And a few days later, she texts me that this director that her young son worked with he's casting and I might be good for something. So I went in for that and uh, I did my audition and he seemed mm, a little skeptical, but he gave, he called me back with this three page monologue of an audition to do. And so I had like a few days to work that out and I came and I did it. And um, the reaction in the room seemed really positive for the most part, except this one lady, she was like, hmm, you could have done that better. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm not going to get this job. <laughs> but I guess she wanted to see me do it better because she really convinced the director to hire me for the job. That's awesome. And fast forward, he won an award for that, for that show in the Strawberry Theater Festival. So I think it all, it all worked out for everybody in the end. Wow, that's awesome. But the Did thing about that was when I got that job, we also took a scene to a festival to kind of promote the play. Mm. And at that festival, you know, we did the scene, whatever, the scenes. And when that was finished, other creatives in the festival who were competing, I would get an email or something saying, hey, you know, I liked your work. Um, I have this script. I have this short film. Maybe read it over and see if you want to play this character. And I just, people kept, you know, contacting me. And I would just accept everything because I just thought that was, you know, such a blessing and amazing that I, that this opportunity led to other opportunities as well. Oh yeah, dude. Like that, that's one thing that, you know, uh, that needs, that should be highlighted, I would say is the fact that it's like, you know, it's almost like you're, you're opening these new doors, you know what I mean? By going through and, and you said that you were accepting everything, you know, at that point and just trying, right. And it's like, I think there's something to be said about that, at least at first, you know, um, not being entirely too picky. Right. Because it's like, you know, you could always learn something from each experience. You know, the, 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 the whole experience might be terrible. I'm not saying it's going to be great. Right. But if you're able to take and hand select little bits through each of those, whether it's meeting a new person or learning a new skill or, you know, having your perspective change in some way, shape or form 
all of these little things culminate to something really special, you know, and I feel like all those small decisions and all the small things you learned are eventually what form the key for, you know, for you to unlock the door to, to, to what really, you know, what really takes off or what really has a profound impact on you. So that's really cool. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I'm really big on improv. And so when I came to New York, I sought out like different improv groups and I found one, I found one classes and such. I used to take the classes and then I got recruited to be a part of this improv group. And it was, it was such a blast. We would perform different, different bars across the city, different places, the pit. And it was just a great time because every week I get to just be silly and goofy and improv. But from that, one of our team members, she was like, you know, UCB has a diversity scholarship. And something that my manager would always say is like, you know, you should take some classes. Uh, and she'd say UCB would be a good place. And I was like, whew, that's... And that's expensive for yes, every yeah. class. I don't know if I can, uh, I can, I can really, really crack it. But she said there was a scholarship, my teammate, and I was like, yeah, I applied, I interviewed, and I ended up getting it. So just uh, all these things can lead to something else that leads to something else that furthers you, and I just think that's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what else I, you got? I've been you to, got any questions? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I've been to like um, a couple of those like final performances at UCB and just to watch like the, the class's final performance. And I, I just feel like I haven't myself gotten to take a class there yet, but I, I want to like hear about that experience because I just think it's so fascinating and so fun to watch that all of these people kind of go up there and like learn and just kind of, it, it's hilarious. How was your experience at UCB while you were there? Great. Wonderful. Wonderful. I took uh, three levels, mm -hmm. um, the first three levels. And oh, you did? Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, um, the first two that I took, it was an intensive. So typically what it is, is you take a class every single week for about i'm not sure uh, a number of weeks and then you'll have your graduation performance on that friday or saturday or what have you but at the intensive it was just five days one whole week and you'd have classes twice a week until the final performance that friday or saturday or what have you so i did mine close to the christmas holiday and so a lot of people from all over the world came to UCB with their time off for holidays. So it was just very international. It was very interesting and cool. You're just thrown together, learning how to improv. And it was just, it was fun. It was just a great time. It was really cool. Wow. wow. Really That's wonderful. Awesome. That sounds yeah. awesome. Wow. And how, as, a, as an actor, we have to deal with a lot of rejection. We have to be very patient. And I'm curious to to hear your opinion on on how you've dealt with that, especially you know in the times where like right now where we're not really sure you know what's going to happen with our industry in the next couple months all the time. How have you really dealt with that, and how have you kind of stayed positive and and kept a stronger mindset? Because obviously you've been able to push forward and continue to better yourself and continue to gain experience. So I'm curious of how you've dealt with that as an actor. Yeah, um, I'll talk about generally and then I'll talk about uh, our current times. Um, generally, I do find that you, do, you really do have to have a lot of patience, but I currently have representation 
And I feel that regardless, I can't just wait for something to happen, wait for the perfect audition to come, wait for, you know, a career to fall into my lap. So all the time I would be going to the big theaters, MCC, Theater of Harlem, whatever it is, and I would do their readings. I would sit in on workshops, whatever it could to make a connection and try to build something for myself. I, you know, still uh, submitting for different things, just trying to get my foot in the door. And just that kind of hustle didn't allow me too much to think about necessarily, ooh, things aren't working out because I was always moving towards something. So in our times uh, where things have stalled a little bit, uh, they're getting a little bit better now as some productions are starting up, but still for the most part, you know, uh, things have stalled. I have used this time to really explore other interests and also, you know, take casting director um, classes or workshops, whatever might be offered in this time as they were doing and are still doing. But also, I really like stories. I really like um, comics and those superheroes and anime kind of things when I was a kid. And I just, I never outgrew that. So I was like, hey, I think I can make something. When I was in high school and college, I used to write a lot. And especially in college, I was in this writing group and we just, every week we'd write something and then we'd critique each other's writings and then we'd have to write something next week. And that was really good for me because I was able to compete with myself every week to level up my abilities and skills. So I knew I didn't really have like a traditional story, like a novel or anything on my heart, but I have two comic ideas on my heart. So I thought to myself, okay, here's the goal in this time period. I get good enough at drawing that I can make a full-on webtoon, like a full-on webtoon, multiple webtoons. So art is something that I've been doing in this time to kind of, you know, not stress, really just think, you know, everything in stride. Because despite how things look, I, I'm still very hopeful and optimistic for the future, so. Wow. Awesome, it's And weird. also, uh, my goals, I, I will not stop. So it's not, a, it's not a matter of if things will work out, it's just when. I love, I love that. that mindset. Yeah, I love that Let's mindset, go. man. Yeah, yeah, some people need to hear it. You also, now Phil, maybe you could elaborate uh, on this one. Um, actually, Phil, we were talking about um, Xavier before the this, uh, this show started here about his, um, how you were traveling across, like down south and in, in the country and stuff like that and uh, working on a project. Explain that to us. Is that exactly what that was for people that are listening? Yes, right. absolutely. I did. I did children's theater. It was a tour for children's theater. Basically, whatever the kids were studying in school, we kind of dramatized from writers like Poe, for example, mm. a certain selection of works. And, you know, we ran them together for about a 90 minute show. And we'd go from, you know, place to place and put on this show. And it was I thought it was a, a fantastic experience. It was definitely work. It was, it was challenging because we had a van and a big old truck. So, and inside the, the truck was our set. And the set was large, very large. And we would every day build the set up before, you know, the performance, of course. Get all the props ready, everything. You know, get the wood in place and everything. And then when the performance was over, we tear the set down and load it through hopefully an adequate space to get it back into the truck. 
And it was just a whirlwind of an experience because sometimes, you know, we'd have a show in this state and then tomorrow we'll have a show in another state. So we got to drive maybe eight hours to the other state to do that show and then drive maybe back to that state we just came from. So it was just, it was just, it was work, but it was a really good time because, you know, doing theater for kids right there, it's theater. So you get their reactions, you get their everything. And it was just always such a joy to see that and, you know, take pictures with them afterward and just entertain at that level and also educate because I think educational theater is so important and I was glad I was able to be a part of that so yeah yeah you've probably had a profound impact on a lot of on a lot of lives like in the future you know future generations that want to pursue this it's it's pretty awesome that you get to be a part of that I, I do respect that a lot and I actually it leads me into a question for you um you kind of latched on to this whole theater acting game since you were relatively young based off what you were telling us do you have any advice for, I mean, not that, you know, our demographic here is young, young children, but maybe there are, you know, parents or young parents or whatever that, you know, they see that their child has an affinity towards acting or the arts and things like that. Is there any advice that you would give um, to, you know, either parents that are getting their children into it or just children themselves, right? In the event that they, you know, maybe will get that advice from their parents or, or listen or whatever um, that want to pursue this. I do actually. And it's not really acting advice when I was pursuing this um, from a young age, you know, since elementary school, middle school, high school, I sought out ways to professionally act. And I ran into a lot of companies that were scammers, you know, that, that wanted money up front and took advantage of, you know, the dreams of children. So what I would say as my number one advice for parents or whoever, is to never give anyone money up front for representation because that is not reputable, that is not good business, and just run, run far away as far as you can from that kind of representation. And adults too, don't pay anyone up front. They get a commission if they're a real representation. So, yeah. Good, good advice. Phil, do you have any other, uh, any other questions? I don't think so, man. We are just about out of time here, but where can people find you on YouTube, yes. Instagram, any of that stuff? Plug yourself. <laughs> I'm making <laughs> YouTube and Instagram. Uh, you can find me there. I just shot two videos today. So check me out. I'm trying to be very consistent, entertaining. And um, yeah, it's a good time, guys. It's a good time. What's the, what's the name under if somebody wants to search? I mean, we'll have the links in the description, but maybe for anyone who's audio only or something like that. Where, where can they find you specifically, like your name, your handle? Oh, sure. I'm at, um, uh, my YouTube channel is ZAVM, which is Z-A-V-I-E, uh, and then it's space M. And my Instagram is at ZAVM, but it's spelled Z-A-V-I-E, and then E-M for the M sound. And um, also, my name's Xavier Samuel, uh, Michael, rather. And you can find me on YouTube there as well. So, okay. yeah. Awesome. That's cool, man. Well, damn, you, y'all better be checking him out. Um, man, is a uh, man of many talents. Um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed your YouTube videos. And you. I deeply respect a lot of the things that you've been able to do for the community at large and for the future generations and things. And I love your attitude. So, I mean, keep going. Cause you know, we're all, we're all going to see each other at the top. We're just, you know, this is just the beginning, but 
make sure for anyone um, that was watching today, if you guys like what you saw, that you're throwing this video a like, you're hitting up with the subscription, the notification bell, the whole nine. If you're listening to audio only right now, make sure you are checking out our YouTube. We post other clips there um, from podcasts and or other videos like tips and tricks, all that kind of stuff, reaction videos, the whole nine. So make sure you're checking that out. Throw us a follow if you haven't already. Make sure you hit us up on the socials. That's the Get Rolling Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, dude, everywhere. Just hit them up. Your favorite one, doesn't matter. I promise you we're going to be there. But until next time, folks, thank you so much for listening and for watching. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>